My name is Grant Evan, sports fan and deep dive extraordinaire. I am here to use my sports knowledge and research skills to finally settle the greatest what-ifs in sport history with evidence, math, and tons of simulations. This is Alternate Jersey. Welcome to another exciting episode of Alternate Jersey. We are now in the next step of our LeBron James timeline, and I needed to bring on some assistance from people who know more about LeBron and basketball than I do. So we're going to welcome our special guests for the next couple of episodes. Uh, first up, we have podcast host, president of Team Petty, the the angriest Cowboys fan I know, Premelbot. Wow, hell of an intro, man. Thank you. Thanks for having <laughs> me. And I'd like to, if I... Slip in a Lagarde, James. Please don't think twice about it. I'm sure we'll have many of them. I'm fully prepared for it. It's in the script, practically. <laughs> our second guest is a return guest. He's our journalist friend, basketball savant, and a rival to uh, Premel's beloved Ohio Buckeyes, uh, Will Muckian. Former rival. I've I've renounced my uh, renounced my status as a Michigan fan for at least for the oh, time right. being, possibly long term, <laughs> uh, decision pending on that. But uh, thank you for having me back. This this must mean I did not bomb the last dance one. But yeah, I'm happy to be here. Not only did you not bomb it, I'll I'll like kind of pull the curtain back here. So my wife is not an active listener of the show, but she listened to the entire last dance episode you were on. And she said that Will was really smart and really knew his stuff. So if someone was like, I never listened to your show, I don't know Jack, but that particular guy was really good. You get him back as soon as possible, you know what I'm saying? Sweet, I'm fist pumping. You can't see it, but just believe me. Yeah, big big fan of the last dance one. Thank you, Premo. I'm excited to have you on here so we can talk about your boy and your boys. And speaking of both of those... Um, I'm going to tell you what happened in the previous episode because by now it's been out, but you two haven't heard it yet. So uh, LeBron James, the god as he's affectionately referred to, uh, the kid from Ohio, the the Akron superstar, uh, in this timeline has decided to make the decision to go to college despite (laughs) never wanting to. A lot of schools courted him. You had places like Duke, Kentucky, Louisville, lots of places. Then LeBron has very famously been vague about where he would have gone to school. I could find a clip of him saying anything from anywhere. But I think we all know in our heart of hearts that he would have chosen Ohio State. You're you're damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Nike released those LeBron jerseys for Ohio State last year, and I'm just going to call that Manifest Destiny. So LeBron declares to be a Buckeye, uh, and he's just an absolute maniac in in college basketball. It's it's borderline unfair. Can I I pause Um, you for a second? I just need a hypothetical. Let's fucking go. (laughs) (laughs) Put it in there. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. So... So he goes in, he goes to Ohio State, he he tears ass to everything, he he gets them to a, an, an easy number one seed with his stats. It's not exactly a stacked roster, but it's not a very stacked year for college basketball in 2003. Uh, he gets the Buckeyes uh, to the national championship where they defeated Syracuse 
pretty handily, and LeBron, like, cemented his number one status for the NBA draft in 2004. Um, meanwhile, in the NBA, we've had a few shakeups because LeBron not declaring that year means he absolutely doesn't end up as a Cavalier in 2003. Uh, they have instead drafted Carmelo Anthony first overall instead of Darko Milicic. Uh, they wanted to get uh, someone who played the same position as LeBron was my reasoning, so they went there. Uh, Darko still the Piston, and then uh, Dwayne Wade went to the Denver Nuggets, and Chris Bosh is now a Toronto Raptor. All right. That's funny that Wade ends up back on the Nuggets because when he left the Heat for the Bulls in free agency, the other suitor in that summer was the Denver Nuggets. They were offering him a similar contract to the Bulls, but he wanted to go to Chicago. Look at that. We're, we're settling all kinds of alternate realities today. <laughs> uh, that brings us to 2004 with LeBron declaring for the draft. And uh, Carmelo, of course, is good enough to keep the Cavs away from the number one pick, and nothing has happened to stop Orlando from having that pick. So naturally, I am saying the Orlando Magic take LeBron James first overall. So the kid from Akron goes to, you know, Florida a little bit earlier in his career. But that's where he's landing now, which means Dwight Howard is still on the board. And I'm opening this to debate. The next up for picking, listen, the Bobcats traded up to two from the Clippers. Uh... You know, back when the Bobcats were a thing. So, right. <laughs> so th- th- that's where our timeline starts. I'm assuming Howard's a Bobcat, but if anyone has any objections here, go no ahead. No objections there. He's He was the number one pros- prospect in reality in 2004, and it's the same position. They're still getting a big man that's probably even, even highly touted than Emeka Okafor was. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's where my head would go to. So then speaking of Emeka, Bulls are next up, Will, which is kind of your area oh, of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> so you you took Ben Gordon in real life, but if Emeka is still there, I'm I'm not sure they I'm not sure they bite on Emeka actually because I let me get my sheets in front of me here. Don't <laughs> they still have are they not still committed to uh Eddie Curry here? Oh yeah, that w- they would be. And yes. Was- Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler are both on the yep. roster. So that's going to preclude, preclude them from taking a Mecca. That was like Jerry Krause's final final moves, wasn't it? It it was. Yeah, he was like let me build a team around two <laughs> big true centers that can't shoot or play more than 5 feet away from the basket. It was really cool. Uh I really liked that. So. <laughs> it was really cool. I liked it a lot. Eight-year-old me loved watching those guys. <laughs> okay, so you're probably still going Gordon. So Emeka's now fallen to fourth where the Clippers are. And Clippers took Sean Livingston, who's a, a point guard. Boy, I, yeah. I on, I honestly am looking at it, and I, I could see then Okafor slipping. Yeah. I think this is where we see him fall because Livingston was a really interesting prospect. Like we're in peak drafting people out of high school stage. He's a six, eight point guard. That's, that's a big asset. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I haven't seen someone that size at point guard since like Penny Hardaway mm-hmm. at that point. Right. I say not to jump too far ahead, but I'm looking at number eight and the Raptors did a, got a center that didn't really pan yeah. out at eight from Brazil, and I honestly could see Okafor slip into them, so then they would, in this scenario, have 
Bosch and Emeka Okafor, which at the time would probably be quite the tandem in the front. Yeah, court. absolutely. Yeah, that's where my mind's eye went to. I was like scanning down, like, where's a the center? Then I saw that that uh, Rafael Araujo from BYU. Yeah, this is a this is kind of a rough draft, by the way. Oh four, adding LeBron to this makes it significantly better. It makes it a lot more interesting. I mean, considering how bananas the two thousand three draft was, looking at two thousand four is like what the fuck. Yeah, this is rough. I'm looking down this list, and there are names that never panned out, and we're looking at at best role players down the list. Outstanding. So we we've got a whole new scramble Mm -hmm. here going into that season then because you know we we now have Dwight Howard who's on the Charlotte Bobcats which you know a team just known for having big name superstars um Le- LeBron's on the Magic Wade's a Nugget Bosch is on the Raptors with Okafor and in in 2004 a lot of those teams weren't like immediately competitive mm-hmm. But you know you have LeBron's slow climb with the with the Cavs, and that championship was Spurs Pistons. And looking over the playoffs, none of the teams we've mentioned outside of the Nuggets even made the playoffs. So I I don't know how big of an immediate impact that makes. I'm looking over our seasons here to see where we're gonna start seeing some real some some real shit start start happening. It was Okafor's rookie of the year and now he's playing alongside Bosch in Toronto. So that's interesting. I think it tanks his numbers a little bit. Uh just because I mean Okafor was really the the closest thing that the Bobcats had to a real center. Uh other than that you have <laughs> you have Primos Brezik, um Jahidi White, and if you could tell me where either of those two guys went to college or anything that they did in their NBA career, I applaud you. <laughs> But the Gerald Wallace, um, you know, Dwight Howard tandem in Charlotte, Emeka Okafor's numbers are tanking now that he's playing next to uh, Bosch in Toronto. I I don't know. I mean, Okafor to me looks like he's maybe still getting numbers. But on a worse team, it's – I don't know. This is – it's it's weird. This Raptors team was, was a weird team, as were most Raptors teams. Story, story of their <laughs> franchise. Looking over the Magic roster, where we now have uh, LeBron, not terrible. You know, they finished third in the Southeast. They definitely improved with with Dwight Howard mm-hmm. on the roster. Uh, you have a old man Grant Hill still there. <laughs> oh, this isn't even. He's not even that old. I think. I guess he wouldn't be at that point. This is two thousand four. You're right, but so that's that's where he's at. But otherwise, you've got. Uh, yeah, Steve Francis, Grant Hill, Katino Mobley, our hero from the last episode. Mm, legend. <laughs> Bulls legend Katino Mobley. <laughs> wow, I'm looking at this rap. See, I'm, you know, me and my Vince Carter homer, but that Raptors roster, that would then have Vince Carter, Chris Bosch, and Emeka Okafor. So I definitely see Okafor's mm-hmm. numbers dipping, but they have a pretty damn good lineup. To trot out there. Yeah, for sure. Not not too much shooting, <laughs> but very athletic. Yeah, they, they had a lot of competition in the Atlantic that year. They've got the, the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Nets all in front of them making the playoffs. Yeah, that was a super tough division. Uh, I guess, you know, you, you do wonder, 
with that sort of front court size, though, how how can you you could probably push around a team like the Celtics a little bit. You play the Nets tough because their big sort of play style is built around Kenyon Martin, Jason Kidd, those kind of those players at the time, right? Um, right. I don't know. I mean, I could see all it really takes for them to climb in the division here is taking like one or two games off each of these teams and you're jumping a little higher. And I think they're equipped to do that. Right. Yeah. I, I guess the, there's an argument. They could, they could sneak that eighth seed away from New Jersey, maybe the seventh away from Philly. Cause they're only a game away. They're only 10 games behind the Sixters. Let's throw them in at eight I because I don't want to jump too crazy here. <laughs> sure. So going back. So we have the Raptors in at eight nets are out. Uh, Magic finished 10th in the East. They were six games away from the 8th seed, which is now held by the Raptors. They've got LeBron James, who that year, you know, was fucking LeBron mm-hmm. James, you know. <laughs> he, he He's averaging insane numbers, completely improved from his rookie year, plays every game. Uh just just sinking points like a motherfucker. I mean, how high are the Magic rising here? And do they pose a threat to the would-be Eastern champion Pistons? I would not push them that high. The, the Pistons were a, an insane team, and they basically Jordan rules LeBron in the 21st century, uh, if you're asking me. I agree. I'd, I'm, I can't see that Magic roster rising to that level. I know they had LeBron, but it's still at this point he's rookie level LeBron. So I know his rookie, what his actual rookie year, he averaged like twenty points, and I'm sure he did even better at mm-hmm. the college level sure. in his one year. So he's got a year under his belt, but I can't imagine they that Pistons team was like right at the right time, and they had the roster to do it right then. When is when is LeBron's first championship appearance? I know him in the Cavs. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. So I'm wondering if we have any real window for any of our, our current people to make any kind of threat at a championship in there. Because 2004, you have this insane Spurs team. Uh, 2005 is when, you know, the Heat... Well, actually, this is interesting because Wade wouldn't be yeah. in Miami. Right. No, he wouldn't. So that's... And, and then Shaq probably doesn't want to go there would Shaq go to Denver (laughs) okay hear me out here okay he chose to go to LA because Orlando didn't realize what they had they do realize what they have want to pair someone with their now LeBron James are they calling him back what about the possibility yes oh boy oh boy (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I'm looking at their roster and they were they I mean they rode Dwight Howard to like an Eastern Conference final yeah. so Shaq at that point I know it wasn't pure Shaq but that Miami Shaq was still pretty damn good so in my mind I'm thinking okay in this alternate reality we have LeBron James we need to give him someone yeah yeah because if they're if they're posing a threat with LeBron and he wanted I, I to just, go right. But but now they've got that 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 superstar over there. LeBron's probably been a rookie of the year over Okafor, no question, mm-hmm. right? If in in Orlando, yeah. so yes. like they got the rookie of the year. They finished 
third in there. Maybe they don't make an eighth seed appearance, but they're clearly like they got something there and they don't have anything around him. If, if the Magic were going to make a play to get Shaq, do they have to trade for him or did he just go to the Heat? It was a trade. So then we got to yeah, figure out if, if the Magic have anything they can yeah, give. Yeah, I think they do. If we're looking at that 0405 roster, which I believe we are, right? Um, right. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, we got 27 year old prime of his career, Steve Francis. We have just past his prime, Grant Hill. We've got 25 year old Hito Turkaloo. We got 29 year old Katino Mobley. I think there's. Steve Francis was just in that sort of like sub star category to me at that period in time. I think you could build a, an interesting package if Shaq is forcing his way out of LA and you're sort of, you know, Lakers are talking terms because they have to. You can build something around sort of a Grant Hill, Steve Francis package. Grant Hill plays the same combo forward spot as LeBron. You need to clear that out. He's 32 and he's at injuries anyway, but he pairs nicely with Kobe. See, now, now, now we're and talking. This is the weird shit I like. Here we go. <laughs> it's just a thought. I mean, because I'm, I'm trying to think he's not going to be attracted to Miami without Dwayne yeah. Wade. Dwayne Wade might be in Denver, but I feel like part of the reason he wanted to go somewhere was like a state that's familiar and kind of a big market. I know Orlando's not that, but at least he was there before. Mm-hmm. So it's like that same, not really coming home, but let's right this wrong yeah right it's probably that same mindset for like i want to go somewhere where i'm gonna be comfortable because like big markets are always important to players but i'm thinking Shaq might have the tom brady mentality of anywhere i go is a new big market you know so orlando may be appealing he wanted to pair with a nice young star that he could see going the only upgrade from at that point Dwayne wade Dwayne wade wasn't even like that but lebron had the hype he just had some sorry ass roster, so Shaq automatically makes those better than any of the Cavs. Right, the first stint with Cleveland's rosters. I'm I'm pretty sold on it. Will, are you in favor, or do you have a, a, a rebuttal? No, I'm I'm in favor of it. I I will say I think it's funny that Shaq moved in our last in the last dance talk as well. But he's just he's such an unpredictable asset that I think you could see him going almost anywhere if the situation is right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's a really good ace in the hole player to work with. I'm more stunned that in the last dance we had Katino Mobley playing a big role, and here he is, popping up again, giving us the (laughs) catalyst to put Shaq in Orlando. Because that trade was like, wasn't it like Eddie Jones and Lamar Odom or someone? I know Lamar Odom was involved in the one coming back from Miami. Yeah, because Lamar just had that – he had a one really good year in Miami, but I guess they couldn't really pass up Shaq. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I weapons. mean, you get you get your younger sort of star in Steve Francis. You get Grant Hill who plays that Lamar Odom role in the offense. I think and we – this makes throw, sense. throw in player. Yeah, you could, you could throw in uh, – you could throw in Deshaun Stevenson because didn't LeBron end up hating Deshaun Stevenson at some point in the league? Yeah, yep, um, yep. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you could throw him in. You also got old Doug Christie, but Doug Christie's got bad blood with L.A., so he might not want to go there. Uh, let's say Deshaun Stevenson goes and he and Kobe just mean mug in the West for <laughs> the next five, ten years. That's fun. 
I, I'm into that. And we're also, are we throwing in our first as well? Yeah. Okay. I think you have to make, to, in order to get Shaq, because none of those pieces to LA are as much as the first round pick, I'd imagine. Right. Let's see, that was, that pick turned into Jordan Farmer in the 2006 draft. <laughs> so, yay. <laughs> Yikes. Now, if, if it was the Magic, so we're giving away the Magic's first from, from 2006, which the Magic used to draft J.J. Redick. Ooh. Oh. Oh, right. shit. <laughs> so, the, the L.A. Lakers... For now, assume this number will absolutely change. But one thing is for certain: Reddick isn't going to be a Magic that year, and the Lakers will have wherever we end up in the first round in 2006. Keeping in mind we have LeBron and Shaq now. Yeah, and that pick is going to be very low on there. I would imagine so. So I mean, immediately we have robbed the Heat of the two star players they needed to win that championship in '05. So I'm not even going to assume they make the playoffs in that case, unless Will knows like three dudes I've never heard of that are no, insanely no, good. No, I, I think you're, I think you're 100 percent right. Because who would the Heat have wound up in in that 2003 draft if Wade went moved up? I honestly, I they might go Kirk Heinrich. I mean, but in that scenario, the Heat would be really bad. The Heat would be really bad. In 2004, they would right. probably have a very early pick. Okay, perfect. So we've, we've knocked the Heat out of the finals, right. um, which is great. Um, Magic had another 36-46 season, but now they have a LeBron and a Shaq. So now we have to figure out where they go from there. I'd be willing to say that they, because the East is pretty weak, said so that was... That was the year the Heat made the finals, right? It was the year the Heat made the finals. Your number one seed was the sixty-four win Pistons. I, I, I could see, I could see into this scenario the Magic making it to the finals. I could see that because they, you're, you're, you're upgrading Dwayne Wade to LeBron James and still keeping Shaq presumably at that same level. Right. So you've got. I have to make sure I remember where everybody is. <laughs> So, Wade's still in Denver. Uh, Denver is not a factor for the East, so who cares there? Uh, Boss is on the Raptors. The Raptors, the remainder of their roster, especially now that we've taken other players from them, probably not going to be the driving force to get them in there, so probably a non-factor there. Uh, Heat are completely down the Southeast River here, so we're going to probably bump the Magic up. They had a 36-win season. They were only six games behind the Wizards for a fifth seed finish. And the Cavaliers are probably not looking great either because LeBron's not there to make them look good in the Central. Yeah, Melo's putting up big numbers for a 28-win team. (laughs) I'm sure Melo's getting his, but... Yeah. They still had a garbage roster. This is a really weak season for the East. You're right. I think if you've got... At this point... It's between the Pistons and this Magic I think that's the finals easily, and we can definitely simulate that one. Okay, so I did the simulations. I have it up here. I've adjusted everything for the the, the Magic here. A a lot of similarities. I took out the guys that we mentioned. I added LeBron and Shaq, and they're going up against the pretty much only team we haven't fucked with, Pistons. And we're going to go ahead and simulate that. I'm assuming Pistons still have the one seed, and I gave Magic the two seed. 
So Pistons will be at home first, and Game 1 goes to the Magic. Game 2 goes to the Magic. Dang, in their own court. Game 3, Magic, and Game 4, Magic. It's it's a sweep. <laughs> Wowie. Wow. So Magic go to the finals against the Mavericks. And we can, I mean, the Heat clobbered Dallas, and we're essentially having a similar roster. This is the one they were, were they down 2-0, right? Yeah. One four two, exactly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna simulate that mess too. Wow, wow, this is changing. Holy crap, LeBron's <laughs> reputation completely. Yeah, Le- LeBron's legacy it takes an, an immediate man. He he should have gone to college. <laughs> so let's. So in, in that one, the the Magic start with a with a with two and zero. Then the, then the Mavs come back and win both games on their home court. So it's 2-2 going back to Orlando for game five. Magic win there, and then Magic finish it off in game six. So, yeah, LeBron wins a ring in in the uh, in 2005-06 season with the Magic and Shaq. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So that means we would be barreling into the 2006 draft where that pick we gave up would have gone. But instead of having pick 11, the, the Magic would now have pick 30, uh, which in the real world was spent on uh, Joel Freeland by the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> hey, he hung around the league for a little bit. He didn't do anything, but <laughs> so he was there. He got a paycheck. He, he, he was certainly there. So Wait. was he the... Joel Freeland? Yeah. Well... <laughs> He didn't. Pl- he was drafted in 2005. Yeah, it's six. He didn't. 2000. 2006. Really? I'm looking at the sixth draft. He didn't play until 2012. What the fuck? <laughs> so he he's stashed for that long. That's insane. <laughs> I I had to check because I was like I remember hearing his name relatively recently, like he was in a a semi recent version of 2K. And so I was like, well, if he was drafted all the way back then and he was still around, that's a good NBA career. But he only played three seasons. 2012-13, 13-14, and 14-15. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a non-factor. <laughs> so the, this draft is pretty pretty uneventful. I don't think we need to spend too much time in it. You got Kyle Lowry in this draft and Rondo's in this draft, but they're going 21 and 24 respectively. I don't think anyone in our our orbit here is going to make a real play at anyone unless I'm missing something. No, I don't. I mean, the pick that we changed up would be Reddick going somewhere, and he's had some longevity, so that would be the only one where I would say, oh, maybe he'd make a true role-player impact on a different team because in this scenario he'd go go somewhere else. But no one that's... Probably... Yeah, and... If I had to guess, he'd probably be going to the Sixers because Magic are out of eleven, and then you have the 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 New Orleans slash Oklahoma City Hornets would have the eleventh pick there, but they took Hilton Armstrong a center, so I don't know if Reddick would be on their radar, and then the Sixers would be next up, and they took the same position. So if you had to choose between JJ Reddick or Tabo Safalosha, <laughs> yeah, I mean I could see them. I mean, J.J. Redick was big then. He's the best shooter in the draft by... Yeah, yeah the college pedigree on Redick was Yeah, nuts. I can see it. 
But anyway, it's not. It doesn't move the needle one way or another. I would say you're right. Yeah, huge ripples here. We've made Redick a sixer. Just yeah. insane shit over here at Alternate Jersey. You're welcome, Philly. <laughs> Probably didn't want him, but there he is. Going into the next season, this is where, of course, LeBron makes his first Finals appearance with the Cavs in 06. But now he's defending champion LeBron with the Magic. Um, another just weird year for the East. Pistons have another number one f- seed finish, but they only won 53 games um magic made the playoffs as the eighth seed still got lebron and Shaq only behind the pistons by 13 games i don't think it's too much of a stretch for your defending champions to win more than 53 games what do you think i agree i don't think so either see this one's a breeze we don't have to worry too much about anything (laughs) in this one all we have to know is lebron is good and now he has a decent team around him and, of course, their, their Western competitors would have been the Spurs, who famously blinked LeBron in the finals. I'm sure you remember, Prem. <laughs> hey, man, nobody was expecting it that year anyway. Fair. So, Cavs, Cavs finished second overall. They don't got a LeBron, so they're, they have a Carmelo Anthony. But that's about all we can say for them. Uh, probably out. Um I'm trying to think if anyone here is making a real run at it, but I don't see how you stop Orlando at this point. No, I think this is this would be another case of them reaching the finals. It's just I can't see them beating San Antonio. It wouldn't be a sweep, I don't think. But, I mean, that San Antonio team was really good, and in this scenario they wouldn't really have too different of a roster, right? That's true. Yeah, the only teams we've... Right really affected have so far been Toronto and Denver Sixers to a certain extent Bobcats have Dwight Howard but Bobcats are still the Bobcats um yeah I don't think it's gonna be anyone besides San Antonio I'll sim it I'll, I'll, let's see yeah. what happens Let, let's see what the cards say um but I ran the sims for for Magic and Spurs and it's a it's a seven game series that the Spurs win okay okay that's what I figured would happen so you know they they made it competitive at least. But so LeBron's one and one. Still in Orlando. We go into the next season. Um, Kobe Bryant wins MVP. Um, his surrounding cast is definitely different now. Um, Magic had the three seed without LeBron or Shaq, so that's fun. We, we need to really dig into this one because there's a, there's a few big shifts here because um, Celtics won over the Lakers in this year. So so now we have an actual threat coming up to face Orlando. So that's our that's our, our big bugaboo now. Yeah, this Celtics team is they're equipped to go toe to toe with this Lakers team for sure. Or with this Magic team. We're in two thousand seven, yeah. just overlooking the draft again. Y- you know. <laughs> you, you you got Kevin Durant coming out, but I don't think anything's gonna stop him from going to the Sonics events to the Thunder. Uh Joakim Noah goes to the mm-hmm. Bulls. I don't think anyone's in orbit to try and knock any of those guys off and then uh mark gasol is in this draft that's fun <laughs> again we're, we're just blowing through year by year here we haven't made any major adjustments uh, celtics beat the lakers in the finals here it's a 1v1 seed i don't think we've added anyone really to the magic to really make any big difference so i guess we got to figure out if the Magic could beat the Celtics. Magic beat the Raptors in the first round and then 
got clobbered by the Pistons in the second round, real world, I think they might be able to beat Detroit here, which would put them in the finals against Boston. Yeah, this Boston team is crazy good. I mean, Garnett Pierce is a great duo to guard LeBron. Garnett Perkins is a great duo to guard Howard. I don't, I don't see the Magic winning, but we'll see what yeah, the Sims I'm, I'm says. Yeah, I'm simming it now, and your your assessment's right. Uh, Boston goes four one. Because at that point, Shaq is getting up there. Because this is close to when he was then traded to, what, Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep making the mistake of saying uh, Howard to Shaq because <laughs> my brain is not like yeah, retaining that, that information. Right. That Celtics roster yeah. is damn good. And like, Orlando doesn't have the shooting to compete. Mm-hmm. So then I got to ask about the Lakers because we did do some shit to them earlier with that trade for Shaq. Have we impacted that roster enough for them to not make the finals? Yeah, the only downside I could see probably with this team is that you don't have Lamar Odom, who was a lot more important for this Lakers team than I think history really recognizes yet. Um, Instead, you have a far older and far more injury-prone Grant Hill, if you remember, because that that was the trade that got Shaq to Orlando in the first place. Um, So you you have Powell... Uh, you have Kobe, you have Bynum. I, I guess you maybe have Jordan Farmer. I don't remember what ended up happening with that. <laughs> but they, they would have uh, added someone to fill but, that six-man role, don't you think? I, I, I think I agree with you. I'm just right. not sure who it is and are they performing at the same level that Lamar Odom because Lamar Odom was legitimately very good good. and I I think people underrate him yeah it sounds like the trade that they made at the Magic may not have impacted them as deeply as we anticipated so I don't based on what you guys are saying I don't think there's any reason to assume they wouldn't still make the finals and then subsequently lose to the Celtics maybe even lose harder to the Celtics I think the the real the real interesting thing we run into is you go into 2008 and I want to throw a hypothetical out to Will okay. that I think will hurt his feelings. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, no. I... But I want to pitch it. So <laughs> the the Bulls had the number one seed that year, right? And you took Derrick Rose. Number one pick, yeah, Derrick Rose. Yes. The Cavaliers haven't had a LeBron or anyone worth spitting at for five years. Could they have the number one seed and take Rose? <laughs> Hey, man. I I can't imagine. I feel like Carmelo would have done enough to oh, not Mello, have them. Of course, yeah. They would not have been th- bad enough. For now, them. to be fair, neither were the Bulls when they got the number one pick. Oh, because they yeah, that, that yeah lottery true. of course they they won the lottery with like one point one percent odds. So <laughs> yeah, so if we sort of fiddle around with the standings there, and I don't know how you're able to do this, Grant, but we see who would have been in that with getting those lottery balls that year. So whoever was, where were the bulls in 07, 08? Um, so bulls were the 11th seed in the East. So they were ahead of four teams in the East and Oh boy. Okay. I got to do lottery math. Here we go. (laughs) Let's just completely fuck with the 2008 drafts while we're at it. The, the Bulls won that lottery by the grace of God. It's a completely new situation. Let's run a new lottery. Let's do it. 
Let's get crazy. Will, Will's loving this. <laughs> I don't want the Cavs do getting it. rose. Can uh, <laughs> so can in this alternate universe, can Greg Oden not have gotten hurt? All right, you're pushing the limits. <laughs> While we're at it, that would be, <laughs> that'd be ideal, guys. So highest odds in order would be the Heat, the Sonics, then it would be the Grizzlies, Knicks. Clippers, do do do. Oh, missed the T Wolves. T Wolves are above the Knicks. Bucks, go Bucks. Go Bucks, um, Bucks baby. You win. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I've 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 done it. We're gonna run. We're gonna see what number comes up in the lottery. Hold on to your pants, boys. We're doing this. So the number one pick is going to go to. <laughs> Come on, I don't like well, that. <laughs> I, I'm only laughing because I, I, I brushed them off so easily earlier. Um, but it, it looks like it's the Grizzlies. Ooh. Whoa. John ja Morant before so, John ja Morant. So so he he stays in Memphis. Yeah. Derek stays in Memphis. The boy from Memphis goes to Memphis. Wow. That's fun. <laughs> Uh, pick number two will go to the Miami Heat, so no change okay. there. Pick number three will go to the the Supersonics. Whoa! So so we got Derrick Rose goes first overall to the Grizzlies. Heat still pick second, so I don't see any reason for them to not take Beasley, unless yeah, they Beasley they, was a baller then. Yeah, no, Beasley was like too good then. To not the third overall him. pick would have been the Timberwolves, and they took OJ Mayo. Um, but the Sonics took Westbrook in the real world. Is there really an argument to take Mayo over Westbrook if you're in the third slot for Seattle? I don't know, because like, O.J. Mayo is like very highly touted at the yeah, time. Yeah, he was a big-time prospect. Hey, it's more interesting if, if O.J. Mayo goes to the Sonics. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I don't know. I'm tempted to say they would take O.J. Mayo if he was there. Yeah, Ooh. he was He was really – he was that good. Similar to the Beasley thing, like if he was there, people were not going to pass on it. Did I remember it was a big deal that he went to USC. It was like he's like, oh, I want to make an impact on this program. It was like he was a game changer at that point. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Okay, so Derek Rose is now in the Memphis Grizzlies. Beasley is still in the Heat. OJ Mayo is going to the Supersonic, soon to be the Thunder, with Kevin Durant. So that'll be fun to talk about later because now you don't have the Durant-Westbrook friction that's always talked about. Westbrook, since now we don't have to do the lottery anymore, that means the Timberwolves are next up. So he's probably going to Minnesota instead of Kevin Love? Uh, I don't know. No, did they... no, now that I say it out loud, I don't know if I believe me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Russ was a really interesting prospect because he wasn't like – he wasn't putting up like these crazy numbers for a guy who was athletic and as skilled as he was. Kevin Love, I think, might still and be I the pick. I feel like he even got overshadowed by Love and Collison in that UCLA mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Okay. Very w- weird team that college team was. So Wolves probably take Love still. Yeah, then it's just next a pick would, earlier. Then next would be the Knicks. They took Danilo Gallinari. Um, and Russell Westbrook is still there. 
I I could see them maybe going Russell Westbrook. I can't remember who they would have had in that scenario. The Knicks that year. On their point guard roster, you've got uh, Nate Robinson and Stephen Marbury. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Stephon Marbury. Marbury. But, yeah, that's... I think... That's 2007-8, right? Yep. I think he was not. He was not on the 2008-9 roster. Marbury. (laughs) So I would think they they would take Westbrook, wouldn't they? I would think so. Yeah. I I mean, the switch to to go from one athletic, very you know emotionally on the sleeve guard to another is a pretty seamless transition. Things did not work out with Marbury, but maybe they do work out with Russ. Yeah, he'd be like he'd be perfect for New York. He would. That's oh, such yeah. a fun pick. <laughs> now would, we're having some fun. They would love him. He would be like arguing that he's the best player in the league if they had Russell Westbrook. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> we, we've we got some friends who are Knicks fans out there who are probably having some confused it'd feelings bi- right now. It'd be big delusional. <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. So now, <laughs> so now you have Derrick Rose on the Grizzlies. Russell Westbrook is on the the New York Knicks, and Kevin Durant is now with OJ Mayo on the Thunder. <laughs> so, so it's just Kevin Durant on the Thunder. It's just Kevin Durant on the until Thunder. Harden shows so up, maybe. That that's right. Oh yeah, that's a fun ripple to look into. When does Harden even enter the league? Listen, in that scenario, Harden's staying. I'm just gonna say it right now. Yeah, I, I'll jump for the shark oh, yeah. on that one. If Westbrook isn't there and Harden still is, and, you know, you just build around those two. That makes complete sense. That's a title I, team. I think so, too. That is a title team. Hmm. We, we, we may be able to unsnake Kevin Durant in this time. Wow, oh, boy. How's... That's true. But don't, don't, for, don't forget about that healthy Greg Odin right. sitting there in Portland. Well, okay. <laughs> Healthy Brandon Will, like, too. Forget. That's cool with me. He deserve he deserves it. Hey, uh, Will. Um, while we're on the subject, since the Bulls didn't get the first overall pick, uh, can I interest oh, you no. in a uh, oh, no. in a Roy Hibbert? <laughs> no, because they got Joakim Noah, bro. Oh, you're right. They don't need another center. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, I I guess that would leave you with a. Uh, Hmm, Jared Bayless? <laughs> okay, relax. Wow. Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Brooke Lopez is in discussion here. He's also kind of a tough fit with uh, with Joakim Noah. But DJ Augustine. Yeah. We could find ourselves in the G- DJ Augustine range. Um, I like that. Great. We can, we can extend the, the Bulls' misery for a little bit longer there. I wonder how Rose will hold up health-wise in Memphis. I, th- I think he's going to be okay. Uh, but how can you really say? I mean, it's such a butterfly effect thing. I think at some yes. level you say, well, he had some really isolated incidents in the playoffs when he first tore his ACL that led to sort of that just slippery slope of injury history. But on the other hand, the guy landed like an idiot after every dunk and was just <laughs> rarely on balance on platform when he was coming down off the rim. Just over- overly violent. So at violent. some level it felt inevitable. Yeah. He was just super careless about his foot placement. Um, so I think he probably right. still gets hurt eventually. Maybe it's not as bad. Maybe it's not as frequent because 
he's getting a better medical staff than the Chicago Bulls staff, which is famously very not good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he probably stays healthier for longer, but I do think he probably suffers some level of, you know, a knee injury at some point. Right. So, yeah, that I think we're going to really start pulling this league apart once we get into the next decade here. So, with, with that in mind, um, I'm going to just kind of gloss over 08 and 09 here because uh, these are both uh, Lakers championships with Kobe and stuff. I, I, I think, now, now correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, you still have LeBron in Orlando when Orlando is starting to, to get good and be competitive. Looking over the East is right when the East starts getting rough. You're probably developing a brand spanking new Magic Celtics rivalry because they're right in the thick of things every year if the Cavs aren't there. So they're in fact in the Eastern Conference Finals that very year, the the Magic made the finals to face the Lakers in two thousand. Where am I? Eight nine. That's right with Dwight Howard. With Dwight Howard, and now you have a LeBron James there instead. So LeBron, I'm gonna just assume he makes the finals again here. So we're on oh eight oh nine or nine ten. We're on oh eight oh nine. So it's it's Magic Lakers still, but now the Magic have LeBron. So in this scenario, Shaq wouldn't be leaving Orlando like he left Miami for Phoenix. I'm guessing. I would think so because, but then again, it was like, why would you want to leave Dwayne Wade at the time? Also. Right, yeah. I mean, Jack would have. I guess. I guess it doesn't matter because he left Miami with a ring, but only the one ring. Yeah. And it's the exact same story here with the Magic, same year and everything. Hmm. Well. <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things to juggle all at once yeah. here. I'm going to assume. See, he's Let me look like at that a, at this roster. point he's like a thirteen and fourteen and ten guy. So looking at who the Magic had, in addition to LeBron, they don't have JJ Redick at this point, um, but there there are other big players. You've got a uh, Hedo who is there. Uh, you got Rashard Lewis. Uh, Dwight Howard's gone. Jameer Nelson is there. Not bad. Um, and you've got LeBron instead of Howard. J.J. Redick is on the team, but he's not playing very much. He only started five games, it looks like. His minutes played per game is like 17. <laughs> Weird. So he's not really even making an impact there. So pretty much, I don't think it would be that much different. So instead of Dwight Howard, you would just have LeBron James with Rashard Lewis and, and Turkaloo going up against the Lakers. <laughs> so at the time O'Neal was traded to Phoenix, the Heat were the worst in the league. Obviously LeBron wouldn't have let that happen, so I guess that's true. Shaq did leave the Heat at a certain point of contention and the Magic have been in the in the thick of things every year, so maybe he's not gone. He wouldn't be a major role though, I would say. I guess he's getting older though, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'll keep him in. We'll run the sim. Let's see if they beat the Lakers. Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, that, that's a. I couldn't see it that, at, the, at his age and like Kobe's in his prime in that year. They LeBron would just the, they would the just run him, more. run him up and down the floor. 
it is it is a six game series. Lakers won the first three, and then LeBron started to go full LeBron, won two in a row, and then couldn't finish it off in Game Six. So Lakers win four two. All right, I buy that. Yeah, perfect. Right, that makes total I'm sense just, to me. I'm gonna assume the same, well, not the same thing. So LeBron wins MVP the following year. Shaq is probably just like dwindling further and further in the roster. Magic probably still has the number one seed though because they were the second seed and the Cavs don't have LeBron. But then there's the Celtics to worry about. So that that fun Magic Celtics rivalry still going. Probably gonna be the Eastern Conference Final again, just like it was in the real world. Sub LeBron out for Howard, take out Redick. Celtics still win, so it's still Lakers Celtics. Great. Let's get to the meat of this. Okay. Because 2010 is, of course, the famous decision year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And LeBron has made the Eastern Finals a lot to this point. He's got one ring and two championship losses, if I'm remembering our own timeline right here. Yeah, one he lost in seven, and one and another one in six. Yes. So. Does LeBron want to leave Orlando? I say yes. Oh. <laughs> because unless he can get, unless the role changes, like, you know, Wade was the one that stayed and brought the other two, maybe I could see that. But I can't imagine a scenario where at the end of that tenure, he's still carrying a team. Yeah. Because he is. He's absolutely carrying the magic only to get thwarted by Boston time and time again. When he does make the finals, he's lost. Yeah. So he's still facing a big three. And in, in fact, he's faced them in more crucial scenarios. So I say either if he doesn't leave, they're coming to Orlando, but I, I can't imagine Orlando's like the same level of destination <laughs> big big hot destination orlando yeah. florida see disney world and keep in mind pat riley was a big reason that that dynasty worked out in miami yeah that's not he's not a factor in the orlando situation plus wade isn't there to lure anyone because he isn't in miami mm-hmm. correct and did, i, did, I don't move wade at all or is he still in denver <laughs> he's still in denver we didn't shuffle him I, I would say he still would be because he's shown no indication that he didn't care about that. You know, he's still the same loyal person. So I'd imagine he'd just have that affinity for Denver. Right. So then we have to figure out where LeBron would make the decision to go. Because I doubt the Heat have anything they can offer him right now. No. Um, well, let's see. He's, our- he's got his first ring, right? So maybe, maybe just winning isn't the only priority in this decision. He's never played for his true hometown team. Oh. (laughs) Oh, right. He's got a guy there, a go-to scorer, a banana boat member, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) True. Yeah, it's just a back – it'd be backwards. I could see No, that's perfect. (laughs) So LeBron James, the decision, instead of being a selfish ring chase, turns into him going to be a hometown hero, again, completely shifting his legacy. Wow. Earlier in his career. That's banana land. Will, you genius. Thank you very much. (laughs) Big genius, yep. Okay, so, so LeBron goes to Cleveland to help Carmelo Anthony out. 
Ooh. <laughs> I Ooh, think I, like I think Bosch would be less likely, but I think he would still bring Wade. You think he would lure Wade out of Denver? Yes. Hmm. I don't Who's know. Denver working with because because Denver, they're not great, but they're not bad. They're definitely better with Wade. the The year we're in is 2010. Nuggets have the fifth seed and 50 wins. But Wade's still a free agent <laughs> that year, right? Yeah. Wade is still a free agent that year, and I imagine if you're in the West, you're getting awfully sick of facing Kobe all the time. Exactly. And I don't. They wouldn't have that same affinity to any one location in the East. Maybe Wade would say, I'd love to play in Chicago at that point, but he also does not have a ring yet. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me posit something here. 2009-10, the Charlotte Hornets finish fifth in the NBA Southwest Division. They're 37-45. and 45. A... Uh, a 24-year-old Chris Paul is, has only played 45 games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This so. team's been running into buzzsaws in the West all the time. The East is a wide-open uh, wide open ring to a road to a ring. Wow. A different big three altogether. Wow. What are we thinking? I kind of I, I dig that for purposes of just, you know, this universe. Objective chaos? Yeah. I, I re- objective so chaos be, is my favorite be, kind of chaos. It'd be CP3, LeBron, and Carmelo see in here. Cleveland. Yeah, I'm pulling up uh, his... So that's one year before he gets traded. Actually, wait. No, it's this, it's six months before he gets traded to the Clippers. <laughs> so he, he makes his demand early. They trade. They probably have to, to trade Cleveland. quite a bit for Chris Paul at that point. Well, here's what the here's what the package was for Chris Paul from the Clippers in December fourteenth, twenty eleven. Oh, so sorry. This is two years before. Um, <laughs> mm. Al Farouk Aminu. Well, we're going into two thousand ten. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Al Farouk Aminu, Eric Gordon, Chris Kamen. And a 2012 first. Okay, so not as much as No. Eric Gordon, (laughs) keep in mind, was like, he was like 22. He was supposed to be like the next big thing. Uh, He obviously didn't end up being that, but the Clippers thought they were, or the Hornets thought they were getting a good haul in this deal with Gordon being the focal point. Right. Do the Cavs, have the Cavs stocked up? Have we been keeping up with them at all? Have they stocked up on any talent as they've been drafting the lottery repeatedly? So here's a weird one for you. Um, the 2009 Cavs roster has Shaquille O'Neal on it. Yeah, he was playing some some <laughs> tough minutes. Yeah, that was just I, he was in between I didn't know places. That. Yeah, I I remember going to a game and seeing them. Yeah, so. you're a real one if you remember <laughs> Celtics Shaq, Cavs Shaq, or Suns Shaq because those were all yeah. those were the late stage Shaqs that. Yeah, not worth okay. much. Okay, I just thought it was funny because I was like, we were talking about where the hell Shaquille O'Neal is, and there he is in Cleveland. Yeah, right. Um, looking at their roster, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> they they they've got Mo Williams, Anton Jameson, Anthony Parker's there. They would have had a completely. They would have 
accumulated some, I would say, some young talent. Yeah, because yeah. they're drafting earlier than they would be with LeBron. Yeah, and LeBron sure. was carrying that. I mean, that that team was finishing at the top of the East. So they had totally different. If we can swing their younger draft picks, you know, we'll we'll, we'll assume they're they're picking earlier than they have been for sure. Maybe some like low playoff seeds to like some higher out of the playoff seeds. So you know, you, they'd probably be picking up guys like I don't know. They 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 may have been in Roy Hibbert range yep. in two thousand eight. You know that that's someone who's at least made an All Star game. They're, you're probably looking at like. Shit, I don't know, like Rodney Stuckey reigns in oh seven. That that tracks for me, yeah. Yeah, that Could I, I make a weird pitch? Okay. Um, go for it. If we're talking Cleveland and they've had Carmelo and they've been competitive but not great, um maybe they have Rondo. Where was Rondo, Rondo? was drafted in two thousand six. Um, 21st overall by the Suns via the Lakers, via the Celtics, via the Hawks. Um, (laughs) I'm wondering if the Cavs at that point may have been in a position to grab him or even Kyle Lowry, really. The only thing about that would be you'd probably have to go back and adjust those Celtics teams because Rondo was really crucial for them. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're right. Yes, that's true. What about Kyle Lowry? I guess that's also another. <laughs> I, I could see that. Lowry and, and Anthony in Cleveland means that the Cavs don't have to do any crazy trades for Chris Paul. Or they wait just mm. like the same timeline line that Chris Paul was. Was traded mid season, they would say, okay, let's just bring LeBron LeBron here and essentially keep the same roster. Almost like they would do all those mid-season trades, this would be one. Mm-hmm. So I could I see could them see being it. like, we can upgrade Lowry for Chris Paul. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm pitching. Either they can hang on to Lowry if they're in that range to get him, or they can use him as, as, the, <laughs> as the, the, the factor that lands them Paul. I'm okay either way. I really like the Paul thing because I could see it's them being fine. like I really it's could see them adding a third banana boat crew member. Yeah. I mean I'm obviously I, a big I like fan the, of it. the trade Larry for Paul thing. Now, yeah, because they'd have they'd have some sort of assets. I just don't know what. Yeah. They would have enough based on what Chris Paul was traded for, they would have enough to at least equal that. I do worry. Lowry didn't have insane value back then um, because he took some time in Toronto to get figured out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think either way, whether whether it's Lowry that stays and is the point guard alongside these guys or you bring in Chris Paul and really just up the ante, I think either way it works out. Was there another, your, was there another high... I guess high value guy that we could have seen the Cavs having, you know, at the time. Not, not really. Like there aren't a whole lot of like mid range picks in these drafts that offer good value. Yeah, 06 is our best shot with Rondo and Lowry, and you're totally right. Rondo would still end up being 
where he's at because he was drafted by the Suns, was meant, ended up meaning nothing to Phoenix. Um, so I think Lowry is your best bet. Yeah, unless like, let's see. Okay, okay so I see like, so here's one example. I see Ibaka was late in the 2008 draft. So even if the Cavs did well, it wouldn't be outrageous for them to have someone like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Lowry went 24th overall to Memphis, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, he was there for a sec. Uh, I, they might have still been – or no, I don't think they were Vancouver then, but spent some time with the Rockets too. Oh, and the Cavs, that was the same year they got J.J. Hickson. So mm. if – I guess Ibaka was drafted after Hickson though, so never mind. I'll, I'll make the executive move here based on what you guys are saying. I think the the play here is, is get Chris Paul. I think if what Will is saying is true, where Lowry wasn't seeing a whole lot of action yet but still had like that promise, you could definitely bite on him showing promise on your team, and he bounced around a bit anyway. So let's say the Cavs hung on to him and then used him as the catalyst to land themselves a Chris Paul so they can run with a LeBron-Carmelo-Paul trio and really just start fucking shit up in 2010. <laughs> Dirty. Could you imagine? I can. <laughs> wow. There you go. An extra ring for LeBron. A new trio in the land after a new decision has been made. What happens to the NBA in the 2010s? There's plenty more to discuss with Premo and Will next week on Alternate Jersey.